Welcome, it's time for another episode of Movie Mastery. I am your host, John. Over there is my co-host, Jeff. And together, we watch the movies that you recommend. And this week's doozy is... Jeff. Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we watched The Scorpion King, but not not the maybe good one, the one that actually had a decent actor in it i've seen the first scorpion king movie i i I mean i'll be honest i saw that that shit in theaters like okay so we rolled up scorpion king but what we could find was (laughs) the scorpion king 5 book of souls i mean we could have kept looking but when we realized there was a scorpion king 5 we were like oh sold oh yeah yeah no problem that's if if scorpion king's bad there's no way that four episodes later they got better so this is definitely the right way to go. <laughs> they didn't quite just get on their game after four movies and were like, this one. It, this one, we figured it, it out. It really picks up at the fifth one. <laughs> you got, you can skip the first four movies, but ooh, those next four. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so we thought we'd just do everyone a favor and stick to Scorpion King 5. Plus, we saved $3.99. Yeah, we didn't have to, like, rent the Scorpion King because... Boy, howdy, does Netflix have the Scorpion King Book of Souls in it? The the movie where it's bad enough that they leave the number out. Yeah, because they don't want you to go, oh my god, really? There's five of these fucking things? Yeah, you just kind of go, oh, it's Scorpion King Book of Souls. Is this the second one? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's not even one of the Scorpion King. Maybe it's a whole new thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a different Scorpion King. Because if you see that, if you're like, what is this? Oh, it's Death Race 6. You're like, uh, uh, okay. There's no way that that's okay. I mean, I'm amazed you had enough ideas to make a death race, <laughs> let alone four more. Yeah. So, anyway, Scorpion King Book of Souls coming at you. Yeah. So, this movie has, I'm going to assume, nothing to do with anything else. This movie has what I have, John about $5. <laughs> Uh, and unlike me, the unwisely chose to spend that on a sandy set where I am going to buy garlic bread. Ooh, garlic bread. That is so good, right? We should review garlic bread. We should. Let's do a quick review of garlic bed. <laughs> garlic, uh, garlic bed. <laughs> the bed that is eaten by people. <laughs> my, uh, my, I'm going to give garlic bread a five out of five. Yeah, same. That's a score of 10 out of 10 for garlic bread. Go get some garlic bread. High recommend. Coming to you from the Movie Mastery crew. Uh, so this movie replaces Dwayne the Rock Johnson with Zach McGowan. Let's be real here. It probably doesn't replace Dwayne the Rock Johnson with Zach McGowan. It probably replaces some other schmo with Zach McGowan. So I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, the Rock was only in the first one. Uh huh. In the second one, we got Michael Copon. Okay. Who. I think plays the young version of him. And it's basically like if you got. Uh, what's his nuts from Twilight to be the Scorpion King? Oh, okay, sure. So, like a Robert Pattinson? No, the other one. Oh, a Taylor Lautner. Yes. Okay. He looks Jeff. very Taylor Lautner. <laughs> uh, and then the one they have doing the grown up one, I mean, basically just looks like that a bit grown up. <laughs> and then they moved on from that for the third and fourth. They kept Victor Webster, who. I guess at least when you give him a beard and some spray tan can get close to maybe looking like The Rock 
Like, okay, sure. That sounds fine. But um, man, f- fucking Zach McGowan is just some very white Midwestern dude who decided to be Batman instead of the Scorpion King. You know how Chris Hemsworth comes along to Hollywood with like a bunch of lesser Hemsworths? <laughs> There's like a Luke and a Liam and stuff, and they all just kind of look like if you were to photocopy Chris Hemsworth and fuck it up somehow. A little, just, yeah, just, a, just a little too much. Just a little too much in one area or another. Like, he's the perfect Hemsworth template, and then there's some some weird wobbly some side gradations of, yeah, from there. Some, some, yeah, some variations on Hemsworth. This guy is the same thing, but Bautista. He's <laughs> he's just sort of, what if a Bautista, but wrong a little? Well, what if a Bautista, but smaller and non-ethnic in any way? Yeah, no, they took, basically they, they uh, bleached all the, all, all the color out of a Dave Bautista and uh, replaced it with a little bit of a Liam Neeson thing. And spends the entire movie just going, oh, it's going to be a gig. Yeah, we get a lot uh, of the Batman uh, 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 in this. Uh, I'm the one that rattles the cages. Don't you quote Evanescence lyrics at me. Yeah, like, it's just bad. It's especially bad because all of the villains in this movie do that too. So as soon as he starts talking to one of them, they're like, Hey, Scorpion King, I'm going to kill you. I'm not a Scorpion King. I'm a blacksmith. We're a blacksmith. I'm, gonna-. I'm like, please, please, someone do anything else. Okay, there are several women in this movie. They'll all talk the same too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a movie that is supposed to be in, like, Egypt and Nubia... And uh, wait, what's Anubia? <laughs> Shit, you almost made me laugh. <laughs> the the fact that this movie's like, oh no, it's is very much in Africa. There's like one black guy in this movie. And he is very clearly the bad guy. Oh, he is the main bad guy. Yeah, this this movie's got a little bit of the uh Oh shit! What District Nine problem? <laughs> where there's like two black people in the whole movie, and they're evil villain witch doctors. Yeah, it's it's not good when you're like, oh yeah, there's only one black guy in our movie that's set in Africa. He's the bad dude. Well, who did you get to be the good guy? Oh, some Midwestern asshole. He's the last of the Acadians, and don't worry, he'll have to reproduce because there's going to be a lot more Acadians someday. <laughs> Hanging around in the Acadia Mall, getting bouffant hairdos, and eating lots of mayonnaise. So, I mean, as you can probably tell from our enthusiasm about this, spoiler-free review, this movie is dumb and bad. (laughs) Its pacing is terrible, and it just sort of lingers on things for no reason. Oh, God, there's scenes in this movie that take forever. There's a comedy relief character I hate. No, this movie fucking sucks. So we are going to take a little song break, and when we get back, we are going to dive right into the full spoiler review for Scorpion King 5, Book of Souls. <laughs> ah. It's time. It is time, my sweet children, to start right on up. Yes. Let's do a scene-by-scene breakdown of this movie with five scenes in it. Uh, the, I mean, the movie starts with a narrator, and I was like, oh, I guess because this is the fifth one, they have to fill you in on, like, 
what happened in the previous movies. I don't think any of this crap had anything to do with the previous movies. I don't have any clue, because God knows I'm not going to go back and watch, like, Scorpion King 4 or anything. No. no but, we, I mean, the continuity, I'm sure, is super important. I'm sure that if we go to Scorpion King 4, Quest for Power, that it will be a thrill ride and so, fill in all of the blanks that I have for this movie. So the movie opens with... Uh, a, a, a tomb getting hammered open, and in walks a cast of obviously villain types. Yeah, because you've got a black guy and some lady with a bird and another lady with weird eyes. Yeah, no, that, that's, no the, wait, that's the, the same weird, lady. Yeah, the lady with the bird is weird eyes. The other and one's the other muscle one is, lady. Like, super protecto lady. Yeah, she's very muscled up lady. Uh, and the other one is kind of got a biling style haircut and some goofy orange eyes and uh she has a slow motion falcon so if you're excited about (laughs) if you were watching uh the assassin's creed movie and you were like god you know what this movie needed was more shots of that falcon flying around doing nothing Ooh, baby this is the movie for you at least in that movie they use the eagle or falcon or whatever for transition effects in this they use the falcon because they spent falcon money yeah they were like look (laughs) we got a falconer out here we're using the fucking falcon (laughs) every time more falcon please hey i gotta have more falcon i want this to go an hour 45 what are we seven minutes short give me seven Seven minutes of Falcon. Slow motion, that Falcon. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, he's just flying around. Flying and around. Occasionally... Not interacting with anyone yeah. in the movie because only the Falconer can interact with it. Sometimes he alights upon a rock. Oh, put that shit in slow motion. Ooh, we better have so many shots of him going, ah! <laughs> I spent a thousand dollars on that Falcon for the weekend, so fuck you, we're using Falcon time. <laughs> I spent more money on that Falcon than I did on the cast, so we are doing this. <laughs> so, so yeah, the three of them uh, show up in an ancient tomb, and they're like, these letters, they look ancient. And one of them goes, yes, Sumerian. This is a Babylonian tomb or something like <laughs> Um, uh, which, yes, Sumerian. This is a Babylonian tomb from the Assyrians. <laughs> <laughs> and she's apparently because she's some sort of wizard, she speaks a little ancient Sumerian. So she recognizes this tomb. Oh, you know what? I forgot. We didn't it no, doesn't start because I said it has yeah. a narrator that starts it. Yeah. And the narrator is on, going on and on about fucking Anubis. So the narrator gives us the opening, which sets up everything, which is yeah. that before the pharaohs of egypt there was king mentos and he was the fresh maker memtep and he made a deal with anubis to forge an evil soul-eating sword but anubis is one of the gods of egypt how did he do this before the gods of egypt before the pharaohs of egypt Ah, jeff the pharaohs of egypt are gods john yeah but so's anubis and he was around before the pharaohs sure fine so I also just love that Anubis is always the go-to bad guy for these. And I'm like, I know. You know there are actual bad guy gods yeah, you could use. There's way better bad. They could use Bess or, or uh, who's the crocodile one? Uh, the- Sobek? Sobek, yeah. They could use one of these cool... They- there's so many cool Egyptian gods, and it's always Anubis. Yeah, because it's the only one people have heard of, and the reason anyone has heard of it is because the Egyptians liked Anubis a lot yeah, and was, put were, him in everything. They were fans of Anubis. They're like, oh, dude, it's super cool that when I die, this dude's going to be there to give me like a, feather a good and, feather, yeah. a good judgment on this feather. Yeah. He's going to escort me to the underworld. This is great. That guy's a cool dude. Yeah, no. And these, he's always this evil jackal man, which, by the way, he's also not a jackal man. <laughs> 
Jackal? No, no one's Jackal. sure. No one's sure what he is. They, they call some it, kind of dogish thing. They call it the Anubis beast because no one's for sure what it's supposed to have been. Yeah. God. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Anubis is evil, and he's like. Tee hee hee, sure, I'll make you some super sword. I mean, I've looked at the Anubis art, John. I'm pretty sure he's actually Dave Sim character Cerebus. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> that guy went off the rails. I know. I think he went completely fucking crazy, but I'm still allowed to appreciate original. I never actually didn't like any of the Cerebus stuff. It was never my speed. I know that by the end, he went bananas McFuck. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> he got divorced and then was like, women are terrible. Yeah. And uh, how long did it take for Mark Millar to get to there? He's not even divorced, as far as I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, uh, Kids king, these days. the king gets a sword. It's a super sword from Anubis, and it steals souls. And it's vaguely powerful. Like, it doesn't seem to have any power beyond being a good sword. I think my favorite, because it's basically watching a dude in an Anubis mask forge a sword for like five minutes while a narrator talks, and he's like, yes, and it will steal the souls and store the souls in the Book of the Dead. And it's just him doing sword-making stuff, except for one brief shot of him sprinkling rock salt on a fake skull, <laughs> which I found amazing. Uh, my... My main gripe with this, again, is that the sword has no powers. My it doesn't main, do anything. My main gripe with this bullshit is if we're going to set this stuff in Babylonia and Sumeria and Assyria, let's use those gods. There's a whole set of gods over there that could make a magic soul steel sword. Nah, man, because people don't know those gods. They at least are semi-familiar with Egyptian gods. I mean, I guess, but I mean... Plus, the whole point of the Scorpion King is it's all Egyptian-y. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that if we're going to dig up an ancient Sumerian tomb, then we should do ancient Sumerian gods, even if it's currently in Egypt. I mean, they have a character in this movie named Enkidu, for God's sake. I know. But there, there's, I mean, there's no reason that this couldn't have been uh, like Funbaba or something like that that made the evil super sword. Yeah, but everyone would go, the fuck is that? But when you say Anubis did it, they're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, don't, yeah don't I've heard of that. Don't make excuses for this bullshit. I'm not it, making excuses. <laughs> I'm saying that's why. I know, I know. Because <laughs> if someone came to the producers with a script that said, hey, here you go, we've got these Babylonian gods, and he's just going to look at those names and go, what the fuck is this? Rewrite that. <laughs> what, you never heard of Marduk? Gilgamesh? Inyana? Come on, buddy. Hey, Gilgamesh ain't no god. You get out of here. Fine. He's a mythic hero. He's like a Paul Bunyan type. He's, he is just a mythic king. Yeah. He's just a, he's like a John Henry Irons or something. <laughs> yes. He is John Henry Irons, a.k.a. Steel. Oh, wait, hold on. Is, is John, is it just Henry Irons who's the steel driving man from the, from the, the famous poem? It's John Henry. It's just John Henry. Okay. I, hey, I haven't read that poem in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, it's not like it's not like everyone reads the Legend of the Steel Driving Man every day. Uh, nope, not every day. But boy, do I read Steel comics every day and watch the movie Steel with Shaquille O'Neal. I do watch the movie every morning when I wake up. I open I, I open, open bomb slam a VHS. <laughs> copy of steel then i right off the bat i start doing the moves <laughs> with shaquille o'neal which is i use the hammer like a gun i do tingly fingers <laughs> oh tingle fingers <laughs> man we reviewed steel go back and listen to that if you haven't i have uh, i've re-listened to that one it is a doozy it's a really good one so yeah that's the whole thing eventually the king dies because the sword is also cursed mm-hmm 
So not only does it steal souls, but but it comes you, with free frogurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's got sodium benzoate. <laughs> so he dies the sword is lost to time until the one black person in egypt finds it Mm -hmm. and is like at last i can be evil and i'll go kill that scorpion king and also i'll conquer the world i guess yeah i still don't know how the sword's gonna let you do that this movie shows that it's not like the sword makes you invincible. You can still die. Oh, yeah. You can totally still die if you are controlling the sword and you're cursed while you have it. And it doesn't show what it does that's any different than another big ass Kopesh would do. Yeah, it's uh, I have questions. Mm-hmm. This movie does not have answers. There's a variety. Obviously, it's the template for the Kopesh as well, because if it's so fucking old that it predates the invention of the Kopesh, then why is it a Kopesh? Yeah. It's obviously because it's the pro, the, the first Kopesh. Exactly. Yeah. And then everyone saw that and was like, oh, I'm going to make oh, yeah. a Kopesh because that's the legendary sword. There's the rad sword. I want to make one of those. I've been busy making these Batleths up until now. <laughs> up until now? Because we already did the movie with the legend of Kaelas's sword in it. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, bad guys find sword and uh, evil guy swears vengeance because apparently the Acadians killed his people mm-hmm. oh, and also- now that there's only one left he's like "Ooh, i'm so angry at that one dude yeah <laughs> and it all happened like ancestrally as well yeah he's like oh yeah back when the acadians were an actual empire they murdered my people and now many years later your empire has crumbled everyone's dead but you and i have to raise an army and get a mythical sword because i'm angry at one dude still being alive yeah no it's it's a also, when he gets the sword, his eyes turn pumpkin orange. <laughs> when he gets the sword, he turns to camera and says, trick or treat. <laughs> he says, I'm David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> Any questions? Several. <laughs> how, is he, how do you have an S for a middle name when everything's written in cuneiform? <laughs> What's with the lady and the bird? <laughs> We're part, part of it. <laughs> Yeah, so his eyes get all decorative autumn colors, and he get he basically gets real mad. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in some village somewhere, my, our main hero, who is flexing all the time, flexing all the time. Well, who's also just moist at all times. Yeah, all of our main characters have a thin layer of grease on them at at every time moment. Yeah, so... That's how people looked in ancient Egypt. They were white, they were... That, they, yeah, yeah, greasy white people is basically <laughs> all Egypt Heavy had. eye makeup. It was basically like the, the original times of Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> so we find Matthias as a blacksmith, and he's making a kopesh, and a kid's like, wow, look, that sword's great. And he's like, oh, it's it's not great. It's just strong and, and metal it's not something. Even a, it's and, not even a sword. I don't make weapons. Uh, I'm making... D- things for stuff you can use this to harvest the winter wheat or the summer grain which was i thought was a weird line yeah that is a weird line but that is what he said so i made a note of it <laughs> note i mean to I, self. I had to note winter the wheat i had to note the interesting things between all the long shots of falconry or people walking around each other in circles oh yeah god i can't wait till we get to the scene with the book but anyway so <laughs> he talks to this kid and that is essentially the only character development we're going to get for when this kid is obviously murdered in spurs on our hero's quest yeah by the way the kid named abel 
Yes. Uh, because everyone in this book, either, this thing either has a Bible name or a Egypt god name. Everyone. Oh, yeah. No matter who we're running into, they all have names that are, or I guess there's a few Sumerians in there, too. Why yeah, not? you got, like, Uruk and Tala and yeah, Nebserek. Well, well, let's be fair. Uruk is the son of Kali. There you go. <laughs> So, I mean, we really did dig hard. It was just, hey, what are some easy Egypt names? Okay, done. Thanks. Yay. Rook, son of Kali, which is like an Indian thing. Yeah. And not also those characters are, well, we'll get to them. We'll get to them I later. am Uruk, hi. <laughs> son uh, he was of. just saying hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Uruk. I'm hi. Uruk, hi. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we go back to the bad guy and we get more narrator where... Because this dude has the sword, he made an army and started conquering everything. I was real disappointed when the the narration said that he makes an army of jackals, but it, it's just it's not jackals. It's just dudes. It's not even jackal dudes. It's just guys. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be like, oh, he's got like that's what the sword does. It raises an army of like jackal men to be your dudes. Okay, yeah, cool. I mean, that'd be a really interesting connection to the mummy movies upon which this is ostensibly based. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. He. He summons up jackal dudes, and that's mm. that's the power of the sword. You think the actors in this were like, "Oh, sweet! I'm in a I'm in a uh, Scorpion King movie." Part of the grand tradition leading back to Brendan Fraser himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, while he has conquered much and has a grand army, he has still not found the Scorpion King, the and, one dude he wants to murder. And thus, does he send out his lieutenants to go and find him? He's like, hey, witch, send that falcon out so we can have some footage of it. Yeah. Also, when it comes back, you... Muscle lady. Muscle lady, take some goons and head out. Take a dude with some serious twisted fire starter hair and go hunt this guy down. Ugh. I mean, that guy's hair was a problem. <laughs> it looked like he had head handles. Like, he literally had his... He had, like, handlebars stuck on the front of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. No. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> uh, this is Jeff Purdy. <laughs> okay. So anyway, they find him pretty easy because the next scene is them riding into whatever random bullshit town this is. Yeah. They go to some little village and they're like, give us the Scorpion King. Uh, we don't have anyone named the Scorpion King here. Yeah, that's not a thing. And they'd be like, well, he's a tall, obvious, muscly white guy. He's the whitest guy around here. Oh, him. He's the blacksmith. Yeah. And he shows up and beats the shit out of some people before the main bad lady's like, I'm going to kill this kid if you don't surrender. And this movie is aggressively PG rated. Like the, the, uh, everyone yeah. just gets knocked down. I mean, I looked it up just because I was like, this this has to be PG. I, I'm assuming it's PG-13. It's I, was, I just figured it was unrated because it, this was never going to go anywhere near a theater. No, it's rated PG-13. And I have to imagine it's just for uh, violence, I, but without any blood showing up. I would say probably a little bit also for the almost boob shots of the one the lady. The ladies in bikinis. Yeah, so that's, that's probably it. But... Yeah, everyone who gets hit in this is just either knocked down or flipped over. Flipped. Yeah. They like if someone gets stabbed, they don't really get stabbed. They just sort of have that I put my sword next to your stomach and then you go flying backwards. Yes. Yeah. Uh and it's all 100% bloodless. I I I find myself wondering if that's either because of personal choice because they were like, "Oh, let's just go for a, a lower rating so we'll get into more homes" versus Blood is expensive versus, man, what do you think? I'm going to pay for squibs? Get out of here. <laughs> we don't have squib money. 
<laughs> what you got, squib? We got squibs at home. The squibs at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't try and talk about bringing in some kind of special effects coordinator. We don't need that nonsense. <laughs> Look, I know you say you can just use it with a tube and a little push lever, but nah. No, 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 no. We're doing this old school where look, nothing happens. Look, Gary can fall down on command. Hey, Gary, do it. <laughs> See? Perfect. Movie magic. Uh, so, yeah. After a bloodless fight, he surrenders when she threatens the kid. Then she kills the kid anyway off screen that we can't see. And mm -hmm. he gets knocked out. And when we do see the kid lying on the ground, of course, there's no blood or anything. Again, it's just very, very light violence. Yes, no, every, everyone's fine, and we'll never see this boring village again. I mean, by which I mean they're going to redress it and use it for about 11 more vi uh, villages in the movie. Yeah, there's a uh, little area of, like, white sand mm -hmm. that they just used for... I'm going to say everything. Oh, yeah, it, there's. I, I think they have two things in it. One of them is a little set of, like, adobe or sand-style huts, uh, which they used to represent, like, nice market bazaar areas and stuff. And then there's also a set of, like, burning tents, which they use for any place that's been taken over. And they are the same sets with the same crap in them, and we see each of them at least three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... He gets taken and is captured by the main bad guys, and then a warrior princess breaks him out. Because <laughs> this yeah. whole thing, the fighting in this is very Kevin Sorbo yeah, level. Yeah, it's kind of daytime TV <laughs> circa the mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> He's busted out by a warrior princess and a joxer. <laughs> so, she does... A ritual and some scorpions sting him, and then he wakes up and is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And oh, then she, hey, then, then she yeah, hands scorpions him, on me. And then she hands him something to drink. Here, drink this. What's that? Oh, piss. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can go for a Michelob. It's yeah. a, it's a bone. Wait, you want me to just drink a bone? What's in there? Nuggets? Just chicken <laughs> some, nuggets? Some nuggies? You want some chicken nuggies? I got this. I got a six piece of nuggies in there. <laughs> Can't drink nuggies. They're in sauce. <laughs> they are be sauced. <laughs> drink them nuggies. But no, what she actually says is medicinal salves mixed with lothep for pain relief. Great. The active ingredient lothep is found in less than 0.5% dosages. Good. As recommended. As recommended. Yeah. Ask your doctor. Ask your doctor about lothep. Uh, so, yeah, she's the princess of Nubia. And, uh... I forget her name. She's uh, Tala? It's like Tala or... or, or yeah, Tala, yeah, it's yeah, Tala. It's just Tala, okay. Uh, but yeah, she's uh, she's the princess of Nubia, and she is trying to do a ritual involving a blue moon that, it, that she explains in boring terms to a boring man. She's uh, like, look, the Book of Souls has the answers of how to defeat the Fang of Anubis, which mm -hmm. is the sword. And he's just like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> oh, I love his response, because his response is like, yeah, good luck. Is that a quest? Yeah, I don't do quests. I don't do quests. Someone dies on every quest. Yeah, quests are difficult. I just grind. You see, there's <laughs> fucking boars all over this plane. Yeah, I don't even know how to press the buttons for my ability bar. I had a friend power level me. <laughs> uh, but... She throws the dagger that was used to kill the little boy at his feet and is like, hey, 
hey, remember how that kid got fridged for you? Come on, let's Come on, go. Let's do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, I guess I'll do a quest. <sighs> so into the desert they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the order of things is that first they ride into a big salt flat part of the desert, which is the same desert with the tent turned up. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the first part where we're going to get to the, like, shitty on fire tents thing. Uh-huh. Is this part where it's, instead of tents, it's just sort of sticks. So they are uh, uh, captured by the black uh the black arrows the black arrows which are a group of archer dudes covered in white like ash and and uh have they have nasty hair and stuff i think they're supposed to be based on one of those on the, those religious in, in, guys in india that they they uh they showed on like wild boys and stuff i forget their name yeah but mostly they just end up looking like they're doing kratos cosplay oh uh, yeah a lot of them just like they're in kratos cosplay uh but yeah the, he sees them first he's like don't move drop your weapon drop your i'm sorry she can't see you i'm sorry and then like a bunch of arrows rain down and now they're captured and now they're in some jail thing made of sticks and out comes this dude who is walking with his arms flared like he had lats to cover the, the distance. <laughs> I mean, he is walking like he's got wing membranes in there, just sort of... Uh, 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 uh. Um, yeah, so this is Uric, the leader of the Black Arrows, and he makes a deal with uh, the Scorpion King that's like, hey, I'm going to send like five dudes out to kill you, and if you survive, then you and the girl can go. Otherwise, I'm just going to murder you. Yeah. And he's like, cool. And indeed, he beats the shit out of them. He, he beats each one of them up in turn as they keep looking for him, even though he is obviously behind them over and over and over again. <laughs> it's just he teleports behind people unerringly. Yeah. You'd think for an entire group of people who is like, oh, we're the greatest hunters and also we have amazing at like stealth. But no, he just gets to teleport behind everyone and either stab them or trip them or shoot them in the leg bloodlessly yeah and then he wins because fuck it i guess um yeah. and uh, then they get to leave and they win f oh no they didn't we didn't win any pigs originally that there was going to be a trade for pigs or well they were making some sort of joke of like i'll give you two pigs and four casks of wine if you let me have the girl and he's like, aren't you just going to kill me anyway? He's like, oh, yeah. Yes, I am. Yes. I don't know why we were having this discussion. Anyway, we will show up for five seconds at the end of the movie. Now you go. You have earned our respect because you could have killed us, but you didn't. We're probably also white guys. You can't give this crap on our faces. We've got so much shit on us. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now with the, with the respect of these ash dudes, uh, they ride further off into the desert. And they find... Boy, now, boy, howdy! Do they find the Stargate? <laughs> they just find the Stargate. It's just this, it's just a rectangle Stargate. Yep, there's just some like archway looking thing mm -hmm. sitting in the middle of the desert, and they have to use a like staff with a weird little doodad on it yeah basically it looks like one of those fold out boy scout things you get that's like oh you can fold this into binoculars and there's a compass in the side yeah so and they, a safety whistle they flip out four little lenses and only on the blue moon can you only on the third of fourth blue moons following the a summer solstice yeah um, and then if you put this on a certain place then it reveals the door and the door is it's, it's the Stargate. It's, it's a Stargate. It's just the Stargate, dude. And also, uh, 
it's covered in cuneiform from Sumeria again, which the Scorpion King guy is just like, like, yeah, no, this isn't that different from the language I learned. I'm like, it, didn't Sumeria predate like Egypt by thousands of years and not just like 50? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, it's, it's, fine, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. The Fertile Crescent, am I right? Everyone. Yeah. So anyway, they, they go, they do the portal thing and then they go through the stupid gate and now they are in a room full of scrolls. Now, meanwhile, the bad guys have been duly chastised by Muscle Lady for letting him escape and they are trying to track him down and they try to go through the same valley that uh, our heroes did. And the Black Arrow guys are just like, get the fuck out of here. No, it's great, because they come riding right up to their camp, and there's no arrows or anything. They're just yeah, like... Yeah, like, it seems like they took them by surprise. I'm like, man, you were so ready for anyone to get near you before, and now it's like everyone was on break. Yeah, I guess it takes them a couple of days to set up all their ambushes again, because these these uh, these bad guys just run right into their town, and they're like, hey, uh, we're obviously looking for the same fucking guy, and they're like, oh, you cannot crush us, for we are people of sand, and sand cannot be crushed. Actually, sand is already crushed. That's what sand is. I don't think you understand. Uh, whatever. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah, they're like, oh, whatever the Scorpion King paid you, we'll triple it. And he's like, oh, he paid us in courage and respect. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh well, we'll give you three courage and three respect. <laughs> and I'll throw in two wool and yeah, I'll well, have three brick and the passage. <laughs> we cannot give you this. The thief is on our lands. <laughs> Uh, so they get turned away, which means they have to go the long route, which gives our heroes time to Ugh. fuck around interminably long in this goddamn place. So they walk around for a long time looking for this Book of Souls thing, because they both really want to find the Book of Souls. And he's like, hey, do you even know what this looks like? She's like, oh, it could be a scroll, could be some vellum, it, it could be a papyrus, I don't know. So anyway, they're hanging around and they're looking for it when all of a sudden they are attacked by a Thing costume from the Roger Corman Fantastic <laughs> Four movie, which has become black in the desert sun through disuse. Uh, yeah, and they fight it for a, a bit before a scantily clad woman, like, ascends from the floor... Yeah, she Which comes is up never out of, like, mentioned again. She just comes up out of like some random little puddle of water that was there. And is like, hey, Anki-Doo, stop fighting. And you're like, wait a minute, this dude's Anki-Doo? Is this dude the Anki-Doo, or is he just some dude named Anki-Doo? No, apparently he is a golem. He's a golem, so he's not the Anki-Doo. Also, it's weird that he would be a golem, <laughs> given that that's a Jewish, Jewish thing. <laughs> so he's a Jewish dude made by Sumerians in Egypt named Anki-Doo. There you go. <laughs> Great. Uh, Everything's Fine. And it turns out that this guy is her protector. And he's like, oh, these guys. He is the comic relief. And he's like, these guys punched me in the back. They did a what? It wasn't fair what they did to me. Uh, oh, that was my favorite table. He's awful. He is Australian and awful. Mm -hmm. Both of these things. It's, yeah, everything's true. He's an Australian Jewish monster Sumerian Egyptian. <laughs> it's the worst mm -hmm. so uh, they try and get the information of okay where's this book out of them but not before they like circle around the room at yes. least four times they do that wearied circling each other thing for 15 minutes and the conversation they have is like 
Oh, do you seek the book? We do seek the book. Do you know of the book? Oh, I know of the book. Why do you seek the book? We need the book in order to stop something. Stop something? You would need the book. And you're like, fuck everyone in this movie. (laughs) You remind me of the babe. (laughs) It's so circular for like minutes they just go back and forth like this they're also walking around in these little circles it's a fucking soul coughing song oh god eventually the uh the princess is like oh let me read from the scroll well it says that the souls are written on vellum of pure alabaster that doesn't make any fucking sense and the the body of the text will be revealed in the sunlight moonlight and you're, or, and you're like oh i i get it yeah it's, no okay. she's white so it's alabaster because she's white and, she's a white lady and then <sighs> increasingly common the further you go back in african history obviously obviously yeah and especially given that king mentos was definitely not a white dude either <laughs> no. and he was like oh this is i mean spoiler alert his kid and uh she's just <laughs> british so mm. yeah she's a british daughter of an Af- of a sumerian king wizard uh who lives in a cave and hangs around, hangs around with an australian jewish sumerian egyptian it's not that complicated <laughs> uh so when she steps into the moonlight you can see writing all over her and oh my goodness one more chance to get her in that little bikini thing she is the book of souls so whenever someone gets killed by the sword new glowy blue tattoos show up on her skin that are only visible under special moonlight uh and and, uh, and, and she can hear their screams yeah when they she die. can she basically gets a remote viewing of it so she can kind of see and hear what happens around them when they die. So effect, the only thing we know that this sword does is that. That's the one thing that the sword of Anubis does, is it put it puts uh, the names of the people on this one lady, and she can see them die. Now, I would also like to once again state that Anubis is the god of the underworld, and the only power we know this sword has is making souls not go to the underworld. Yeah, because the swords go to the store or the souls go to the sword instead. Well they go to the book of the souls. Yeah, and yeah. So it's stored except, there. He keeps, except he seems to be thinking or the dude who has it, whose name I forget, seems to think that he is collecting souls. I mean he is. He's just not keeping them. They're He's, in the yeah. book. I, 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 you'd think there'd be a point where he'd be like, so where do these souls I keep collecting go anyway? Like, can I access them? What, uh, could I use them for power? What is the point of this? What? What Do, do I have, like, a soul counter? And it, I, like, use it, like, MP to cast spells? Is or? it points? Can I spend my tickets that I get for souls for, like, a... <laughs> do I go a, to the <laughs> counter and get a little plastic spider ring? I want a little spider ring or some vampire teeth, please. I would like one orange Tootsie Roll, thank you. <laughs> I've killed enough souls to get the radio-controlled blimp. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, they don't know how, but the Book of Souls is somehow supposed to be able to destroy the sword. Yes. So they're like, oh, you know what we should do? Is we should go back to the tomb that we went to in the beginning of the film, because they still have that set. Mm-hmm. So we should go back there and look through the tomb again to see if there's any clues that King Mentos left behind about how the Book of the Souls works to defeat the yeah, thing so they, of they need to go to a place called Amanesh, uh, and they, uh, uh, the, our uh, Enkidu won't let them leave. He's like, no, my only objective was to keep her in this cave. Yeah, it's like, 
my whole thing was I was created and given the directives, protect her, follow her commands, and keep her in this cave. And they're like, well, we already kicked your ass once. And he's like, yeah, but I'm super strong. Because one of his comedy relief lines is like, I have the strength of 10 men, maybe 20. Bleh. I was like, yeah, sure, dude. You have the strength of maybe 20 babies. I would, I would buy that. The, uh... The plot then twists as uh, Tala was walking around with like a little oil lamp, and it turns out he's so afraid of fire, is Enkidu. Enkidu, fear fire. Yeah, because apparently he's made of clay, and if he gets too hot, he'll turn to stone? So he's just an unfinished statue? Like, he's really just afraid of, like, kilns? Yeah, I don't... Except that clay doesn't just doesn't fire in regular hot, uh, like heat. Yeah, you need really hot heat. Yeah, to, but whatever. That's his big fear. That's his big fear. So they escape from him by using lamp oil to create a little fire area, and then just be like, "You stay here, Genki." And he's like, "No fire, though." Oh fuck! And then they leave the 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 three of them because obviously because they're the only white people. Uh, Matthias and, and What's-Her-Face have fallen, the, uh, the the book have fallen in love. Yeah. And so off they go together to go to Amanesh, and they manage to get to the sea somehow? Yeah, they go to the sea. Um, I don't know which sea. It, because, well, obviously the sea around Cape Town. Uh, but, <laughs> Cape but, Town. But besides that... Cause yeah. that but besides that, uh, they just get to the same village again, except now it has a coastline. Uh, and then they are assaulted by bad guys, and I think they get assaulted by bad guys twice here. The first, well, yeah, thing- the first thing they do is they get assaulted at the beach. Yeah, and we get the dumbest thing ever, where one of the main bad guys is like, "Ah, oh, but we're so many, and it's just you." And he's like, "Oh no, there's two of us." Yeah, and he points a- to Tala because yeah. she's a warrior princess. Yeah, and he's like, "Ha ha ha, the woman." I'm like. Bitch, your leader is a woman. Yeah, you're here because a woman told you to be. Was you think she's the only good one? Gee, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you just you are taking orders from two women because you've also got the fucking falcon sorceress. Yeah, but anyway, he has himself a hearty guffaw because he's just like a woman. Ha 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 ha! A woman. <laughs> And then, you know, the woman, uh, Tala, has to be like, oh, instead of taking the two on the right, I will take the three on the right because I am righteously mad about that. Now I'm angry. Yeah. And then they get into another pointless, bloodless fight. Yep, where they uh, knock which, people around, and then eventually, Enkidu shows up. Yeah, well, obviously that fire was going to go out eventually. Yeah, I mean, it was just oil. So he came running along. He comes running up and helps uh, with his big club. He just sort of knocks some dudes around. And now he's outside. And, you have and to he see, punches a horse. You can see his costume even worse. <laughs> Uh, you get a real bad look at his shit-ass costume. And now they, as a group, have to go get on a boat. But, oh no, they're stuck now in Assassin's Creed Town, and it's time for this movie to Assassin's Creed as hard as it can. Also, it's probably not a great idea for them to take a boat out to the actual open ocean, because there's visible jet skiers there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, fucking Matthias goes to fight 
bad guys. He's like, I'll distract them. You guys go get the well, boat. I love that he's going to try and stealth through by putting a little shawl in his head, and then the shawl is stolen by a prostitute. Tee-hee! <laughs> I love that she takes it and then, like, holds it close. Oh, boy, a nasty, sweaty shawl. What I've always wanted. <laughs> I guess she just wants a memento of that one kind of greasy hot dude who came through. Uh, so he... He parkours all around and does some, like, leap off of buildings, stab dudes. He he just assassin creeds yeah, while assassin a falcon is flying around. And assassin creeds his way through town real hard. And then he assassin creeds up their toilet real bad. <laughs> and eventually, Tala shows up to save him with a cart that he does the world's most improbable jump to. As they show this cart going by, the building is way off in the distance and he begins to jump and you're like there's like he's gonna land the like, arc is wrong like yeah. 50 feet away from this cart and then they just cut and he's on the cart and you're like yeah. okay sure fine <sighs> that's great and even to the point where Tala's next line is like are you on the cart okay good all right <laughs> and also uh this we don't want to skip over the enki do his classic line that he has when he's in the city uh which is i like to talk and then also this camel is disgusting. Did you fart? Yeah. Ugh, fucking Enkidu is the goddamned worst. Okay, they go out to Amanesh, find the tomb. Enkidu has to be blindfolded because they need to use torches in there. Yeah, he's scared of the torches, so they blindfold him to bring him in. They didn't even need to bring him in here. They only... No, they do it because he's like... Ah, oh, but my goal is to protect you and listen to your commands, and how can I do that if I can't see or hear you? Yeah. So you have to bring me. Yeah. Well, okay, then you can't see her, but I guess you get to hear her, uh, and then you have to come in here and we'll use your club to bust up a Sphinx statue. Yeah, they're like, oh, the clues we seek wouldn't just be written for anyone to find. They would have to be hidden somewhere. Hey, look, an Andro Sphinx. Bust that shit up real good. <laughs> And not a real one, just some shitty looking statue of one that they just sort of hit with a stick and it falls open like a pinata. And indeed, they find their whatever. The scroll that tells them that the only way to destroy this is Anubis was a capricious asshole, apparently. And the souls that King Mentos was taking was going right into his unborn daughter. And when she was born... She was covered in tattoo names. I'm and glad she was born under that blue moon that makes all that shit visible, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Anubis was like, oh, yeah, the only way to destroy the sword is to destroy the uh, Book of Souls with the sword. So you'd have to kill your own daughter. <laughs> I'm, a I'm Anubis, classic trickster god, I'm remember? The most, I'm the most famous of the trickster gods. Y you remember me, Anubis, the trickster god? Sorry, I think the writers got me mixed up with Coyote. <laughs> Oopsie doodles, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I'm filling in for a Nazi this week, so it's fine. <laughs> it's cool. I'm also a little bit spider. It doesn't come up very often. <laughs> I'm a little spider on my aunt's side. <laughs> you know how it is. Egyptians and Wolof legends, it's the same shit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway... Uh, then they're like, oh, no, and then bad guys show up and blow dart the Scorpion King, so he passes out. Yeah, good. that's then, happened twice now. Yeah. Uh, and then they wake up, and he's in a wooden jail. Like, oh, no, wait, he's not. He's Samson tied to some wall, some pillars. Yeah, he's, he's chained to a couple, like, rock pillars. Yeah, he's ha halfway Samson, halfway Prometheus. And 
everyone else is in those like bamboo cages that you always see in everything including Enkidu who has failed so hard now that he is unwilling to do anything yeah he's just like oh but there's torches out there hmm. uh, okay yeah now uh along the trip when they're in the water on their way to Amanesh uh the book of souls lady gets her only vision she gets in the entire movie which is that uh uh, our the Tala's brother is killed, yeah. which means that she gets a promotion because she wasn't the daughter of the... Well, she's the daughter of the king, but she's now the brother of the current king of the Nubians. So when he dies, she becomes queen of the Nubians. What luck! There's a bunch of Nubians in their prison. Oh boy, it turns out the last place that he conquered was Nubia, so all of the prisoners of war that he kept, for some reason, instead of killing them with the sword, are now also in a giant wooden prison with a huge strong golem so then then i don't know where this is going so one of them comes up to her and is like hey you're the queen of the 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 princess of the nubians and she goes no i'm the queen of the nubians are you guys ready to get in a big fight and they're like yes obviously very simple they don't have to walk around each other in circles for any number of minutes no they're just like hey are you ready to throw down and they're like we are always ready to throw down obviously obviously of course hey it's me one of the other black people here yeah uh meanwhile the 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 book is getting lesbian style sniffed by the falcon lady yeah just has her stripped down to a fucking chainmail bikini as she is like oh the book of souls is so beautiful so elegant oh Oh. i'm going to walk around and sniff the back of your neck as if i was helena bottom garter (laughs) Uh, uh so eventually he's the main bad guy, Neb Sarek, is like, all right, I'm going to burn you because I guess it hasn't been mentioned literally anywhere. But I know that if you burn the Book of Souls, then I don't have to worry about it. It's the, She is the only thing your sword does. <laughs> what else does it do? Well, it makes my eyes glow, and it glows. I mean, when it glows, it doesn't do anything. It glows pumpkin orange, and that's it. Yeah, like, I was expecting, because, I mean, obviously, fucking Enkidu breaks the prison and everyone goes to fight, but there's a point where he's fighting Enkidu with the sword, and I thought it was going to be like, oh no, this shit's like a lightsaber. Like, it just cuts through anything. It just cuts him up. But it doesn't. It's just a big old copash. And indeed, there's a point where fucking uh, Matthias, after he gets stung by a shitload of scorpions and remembers he's a demigod and Samson's his way out of that shit, Mm -hmm. is like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I'm gonna fight you with the chains, because that's cool. And then he wraps the chains around the fucking sword and pulls on it. I'm like, oh, it doesn't even cut the chain it doesn't, it doesn't fucking do, do anything. anything it doesn't do anything <laughs> sword is dumb <laughs> fuck you don't make this the main thrust of your movie it's, unless it does something it's just a cursed sword yeah everyone's like ooh, this will let me build a new empire how it's a transmog item that's what it because it just changed it's got a cool color to it and oh, it changes man, the color got, of your eyes i got a sweet little item and it gives me an aura yeah that's what it is it's it gives you a it changes your eye color so that you can use it you can transmog look it's a shit. vanity rare drop yeah and i need it so everyone knows about my epine <laughs> so there you have it uh now at this point all the wheels start coming into motion those 
those uh, w- black archer dudes. The black arrows the black show arrows, up. They're just here to help. They shoot some arrows and kill some people. They kill the uh, sorcerer lady. Yeah, they kill Falcon sorcerer lady, and then they she falls right into the fire and dies. Yeah, and then they no longer contribute. They are they are they are no longer <laughs> sirs appearing in this film. Yeah, they were like, all right, everyone. On my command, unleash hell. On the, oh god, that's right. That was the actual line. Yep. I was like, really? Fucking, you're gonna. <laughs> All right, whatever. Fine, sure. Yeah, at least he didn't say cry havoc. Yeah. At <laughs> least we didn't get a cry havoc. <sighs> so they shoot some of the bad guy army and the sorceress, and then are just like nodding sagely mm. to themselves up on the hill, like. We did our job. We did the, <laughs> we did the one thing. Uh, Nubia Princess Tala manages to convince Enkidu that he's not doing anything useful by basically she's like, you're breaking the three laws of Golemics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you're not protecting her right now. He's like, but I fear fire. And, he, and she's like, well, okay, but examine your priority order structure. Should you fear fire or should you rescue the lady? And he's like, I guess I should rescue the lady. I'm like, look, man, fire is nothing to you. It doesn't matter. Just yeah. fucking go in there. You're indestructible, my dude. Yeah, and he's like, I, you're, you're like the Tony Robbins of Nubians. <laughs> <laughs> so he busts out and fights some people because he's big. And then... <sighs> Eventually, he takes the sword after he gets stabbed with it and, like, grabs it and runs himself through with it and is like, yeah, fuck you, it's my job to destroy the sword. And he runs into the fire for some reason. Uh, it's it's a big moment of self-sacrifice that accomplishes fuck all. Yep. I mean, the, be- the best thing it does is it kills off the horrible character of Enkidu. Yes, indeed. And then fucking... Uh, Nebsarek, still with pumpkin eyes, is like, all right, it's you and me, go time, yeah, and I'm going to throw you into the fire. It's time to hand-to-hand fight, so they hand-to-hand fight for a while. Uh, What's weird to me is he's like, and this is how I kill you, and he throws him, but he lands, like, he, <laughs> he throws his chain and throws it around uh, Nebsarek's neck, uh-huh. but then he lands, like, 15 <laughs> feet from the fire, and you're like... <laughs> Oh, that wouldn't have worked anyway. He was like, I'm going to throw you off this pier. Oh, I forgot. It's a long pier. It's uh, a, oh, ah, Jesus. It's a Can long, you walk with me to the a, end here? A, I forgot. It's a long walk with a short drop. My, <laughs> well, I, I got I had it backwards. Okay, hang on. Let's just go out to the end. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he... I love that they have a big wooden balcony over a giant fire, by the way. That's, that's great. Yeah, it's good. It's e- very everything's good. Everything's good. So he chain pulls and flips he yeah, basically he does the lion rider. king flip yeah and f- throws nebsrek into the fire he use he ghost rides his whip and uh and nebsrek dies which means given that the sword is still around and he was still under the curse and we know that because his eyes were still orange mm-hmm. the sword doesn't make you invulnerable the sword doesn't do anything as far as being powerful enough to cut through chains or clay mm-hmm the the sword doesn't summon cool jackal dudes for you. This sword is garbage bullshit. Well, let's be clear. We we did establish early on that based on the timeline of this film, it is the first Kopesh. So at least there's that. At least the sword is neat looking. Ugh. And then... <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Matthias just, after this, walks into the fire pit... <laughs> grabs the sword in the stone, which I assumed was going to be 
the Scorpion King 6, the boy who would be Scorpion King. Yeah, yeah, we, we were hoping it would be stuck in a completely fired stone Enkidu. But no, it's just sitting there. It's just it's sitting just, there. I mean, the it's in him, but it doesn't, like, stick in him at all. He just pulls no. it out. Yeah, and, and also, when we say he walks into the fire, I mean, he literally just walks into a bonfire. Uh, because I guess the Scorpion King's just immune to heat. Yeah. So he, that, that whole thing at the end where the big climax was, I'm going to throw you in fire. We couldn't like let him do it and had him rise up out of the fire and be like, ha, ha, I am also immune to fire. I'm a nine-year-old. I'm a demigod. Uh, I'm immune to everything. This is a pointless movie. So he grabs it and then, oh no, our, our sexy bikini lady has to sacrifice herself to destroy the sword that is pointless. Yeah, so she walks... So he... He does the bare minimum effort. He's of, like, look, I can't hurt you, but if I hold this sword out and start swinging it and you're in the way, then it's your own fault. She doesn't even start, he doesn't even start swinging. He just points it at her and she walks into it. Yep. She walks. And then they have a tender. herself in a way that you cannot see because we're not allowed to see that. Well, also because we do see a shot of her, a wide shot of her walking in. The sword's not coming out of the back of the her. The sword just, disintegrates yeah, as it goes through just, her. Just, just magic coming out the back of her. Uh, and then she pulls all the way through the sword and gives him a kiss before she disintegrates. She turns into sand, which he gets a handful of for later, because he likes medium grit J.O.'s. <laughs> <sighs> and that's basically the movie. We get some narration at the end where yeah, it's like, prologue oh, and the, the great Scorpion King would forever remember who he was and what his destiny was. Unless, of course, we make a sixth one of these, and then he won't. I like. I, I didn't even get the impression from the beginning of the movie that he had forgotten his destiny. I thought he just didn't give a shit about it. No, he was like, what, fucking whatever, man. I'm just going to live in this village and be a blacksmith. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but then they're like, no, never again would he forget his calling. And I was like, did he, did he do that in the first place? Are you sure? I think I might disagree. <laughs> Circle gets the square. Yeah, so how we doing? So there you go. That is pretty much the scorpion king we're gonna it's a fart i can't i i really want to spe- stress how cheap this looked yeah there's so many shots against fake digi backgrounds fake digimon backgrounds where the characters all have these obvious outlines around them because they couldn't figure out how to make them look like it was nighttime uh, yeah it's just it looks there's so much so digital bad. day for night too there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of just the fight scenes in this, in addition to like just being very PG, are very clearly like, I swung and missed you by four inches, but you went flying and we can all see that. So it's very bad. Very, very bad indeed. So, Jeff. 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 What would you say is the best thing about Scorpion King Book of Souls? What is Jeff? <laughs> what is Jeff? Uh, okay, so uh, the best thing about Scorpion King Book of Souls, uh, I hated everything. Um, I guess the cool archer people? I mean, they kind of sucked, but also they looked neat. They look like Kratos cosplayers, and that's a fun concept. And that's fun. Yeah. What about you, John? What's your favorite thing? Uh, I mean, honestly, I was going to say the Stargate because they're like, hey, and then to get there, we need to open this, st- I mean, Moon Gate. Yeah, we have to go moon through gate? the Far Gate. <laughs> <laughs> moon God? Moon God? We have to go through the Star Portal. <laughs> yeah, we're 
Star Portal One. <laughs> uh, had to walk through the Star Gantry or SG One as it's known. But they had to say like, "Oh no, this goop is actually mercury, yeah, or quicksilver, like, because it, that's what wards off evil." Yeah, it's hot blue quicksilver. Yeah, uh, I mean. Don't you remember from the Tom Cruise mummy that Quicksilver uh, keeps evil at bay? Yeah, it keeps it at bay real good. Keeps it at Michael Bay. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to say your favorite thing is the Stargate? Yeah, okay. fuck it. Whatever, what's the Stargate? Sure, that's f- fucking great. What's your least favorite thing in this movie? Uh, Enkidu? Yep. Enkidu is the worst thing in this movie. His comic relief is stupid, and I didn't like him. Good. Don't. What, what about you? I, I'm going to say it's the sword. The sword pissed me off so goddamn much in this movie because I just wanted it to do something. I mean, I also do kind of want to throw a, a general dislike thing, and hopefully you'll come in with me on it, for a movie that was filmed in, in Cape Town, uh, is about Africa, and has one black person in it. Oh, yeah, but I've been harping on that the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Like, there are basically three that you can see the evil guy the princess and her brother <laughs> yeah all right good good for all of them the and evil even, guy even with that the only ones who get screen time are the princess and the evil guy i gotta say that that evil guy was putting his kopesh on a stick away from looking like a soul caliber character <laughs> he, he was just in zaslamel cosplay and the only reason i didn't bring it up and harp on it a bunch of times is, is that zaslamel is only in like two of the games and not a lot of people are going to know who that is yeah but he is just straight up a Zasselamel. Uh All right. Let's go ahead and give this a rating. We're going to each give it 0 to 5. Gives it the total rating out of 10. Jeff? A 1 from me. I'm not going to give it a 0 because it is a film. It, it is. Uh, it is entirely too long with very little happening. Uh, and it sucks. And I hated it. So I'm giving it a 1. I don't, right. I'm not going to go further into my explanation other than this is bad and stupid. Cool. Okay. What do you got? I'm going to give it a 1.5. It at least attempted to do things, even if it was bad at it. Like, it had... I, uh, it put effort-ish in. It just didn't have budget. Yeah, so that's like, true. That's all right, true. you can have a 1.5. I mean, for this shit-low budget, they did build a full prosthetic costume for a godman. Yeah. That was something, I guess. So, 2.5 out of 10 for... Scorpion King 5, The Book of Souls. Hard pass. No good. I mean, you can go watch it on Netflix if you want to, but mm, maybe don't. <laughs> the worst part about this is I just used the Netflix search function, and when I typed S, I was like, ooh, Stranger Things. Ooh, Spider-Man into the spider for Ooh, oh, wait, I got to put a C oh, in. I got to keep typing. I got to keep... I can't stop typing with good things. <laughs> uh, it's very sad. Yeah, it was. it was painful. So thank you so much for joining us on our horrible journey through this fifth movie in a sequel to a franchise that is itself a sequel to a franchise. Uh huh. It's, it's a it's the fifth sequel or fourth sequel to a spinoff of the second movie of a franchise. Boy howdy, this is some layers. <laughs> Uh, if you like what you hear, you can always support us if you go to patreon.com slash systemmastery. Anything you give us helps us keep the lights on. It helps us run this show and lets us do interesting things, lets us go out to conventions and meet people and possibly do more with our space. Yeah, that's what we like to do. 
And uh, if you've got Hope suggestions to. or anything, uh, you can go ahead and contact us. We are System Mastery on Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, and we have our own System Mastery Discord. You can find the link to that in our profile on Twitter. Indeed. we got lots of ways you can support us and help us. So thanks so much. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes as well. And, of course, we still have this month's In Theaters Now. Go over to SystemMasteryPodcast.com. That's our website. Go to the Movie Mastery tab and click on In Theaters Now, and that'll give you the poll for the month. And uh, right now, I think it's basically between a very bad horror movie and Spider-Man. Uh, everything I've read is, because the very bad horror movie you're talking about is Crawl, right? Yes. Everything I've read has said that it's really good. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet it's real good. I bet it's very Florida. Yeah. Uh, don't please don't make us go see spider-man we would hate that oh no don't throw me in that briar patch <laughs> thank you all for listening we'll be back in another couple of weeks with more movie mastery and until that time you have a good one <laughs>